But uh, I do believe this, unlike Jody, I believe we'll be taken out of him. And uh, for long, we better get ready. Amen. Open your Bibles this morning, if you will, to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to leave most of all the announcing up to the pastor this evening. And we're just going to go right on to the message this morning. Here in Romans chapter 5, and we'll begin reading with verse 12. And uh, <clears throat> Paul says there in verse 12, he says, Wherefore is my one man sin into the world and death by sin? And so death passed upon all men, for that all had sinned. For unto the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. He says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. You have to understand, there was no law during that period of time. From Adam to Moses, there was no law. There was no law for them to break. But he plainly says that. He, he, he says that, um, and, uh, he says in, in, uh, in verse 15, for until, uh, until the law of sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed. He said, "Where well, there was no law. He said, never left death reign from Adam and Moses, even over them that had not sinned, not the, the, the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not, as, he said, but not as defense, so also it's a free gift. This is a wonderful passage. For if through the offense of one, many be dead. That's Adam. Through the offense of one, many be dead. Every person in this world in the past has died because of Adam. And we will eventually die. He said, no, he said, but much more, thank God. The grace of God and the gift by grace, he said, which is by one man, he said, Jesus Christ, hallelujah, hath abounded unto many. I'm glad that God's grace has abounded unto me. Amen. Under Adam, I was a fallen creature. But under the Lord Jesus Christ, I have recovered. Hallelujah to God. Every time I see someone post something on social media, says that, I have been sober for two years, or one year, or three years, or five years. I always make a comment on that. In other words, I, I, I rejoice with them in their recovery. Well, brother, we were in the depths of sin on our way to hell. Our father Adam, you know, was the first transgression, and we sinned through our head. Sin in a, a path from Adam to every other man right down to where we're at. In other words, I received my sinful nature from my father. And my grandchildren received their sinful nature from me. It wasn't from the woman. Though Eve sinned first, she was not the head. The race did not fall until Adam partook of the bidden fruit. And when Adam partook of it, then the entire race failed. And all the human race is under that condemnation. But thank God we who have been born again, we have been recovered through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now man was created in the image of God. He had communion with his creator. 
on the ground of his spotless moral righteousness. In other words, when Adam was first created, he had no sin in him. And so on that ground, he had no sin, then he had fellowship with the Lord. The Bible says in the cool of the evening that the Lord would come in and fellowship with Brother Adam. He had that fellowship every single day. But when, the, but when he partook of the forbidden fruit, he saw his nakedness, he sold himself fig leaves together, and went and hid from God, so he thought he was hiding. You can't hide. But because man sinned, the glory of diadem was broken. Man's purity was gone, and his happiness is forfeited. As Paul says, there's none righteous, no, not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the rearing, thank God, is not hopeless. Let me say to every individual, if I can speak to every drug addict, every individual that was under the drug called alcohol, I would like to say to them, hey, there is hope. There is hope for the recovery. Amen? And thank God, our greatest hope over everything is the Lord Jesus Christ. What was lost in Adam was restored in Christ. His blood redeems us from the bondage, and His gospel gives us back the forfeited inheritance in which we had, we have through the Lord. So we see the corruption and the condemnation of man. Man is corrupt, but he's also condemned. Adam became corrupt when he partook of the fruit. And Adam was condemned that very moment because he had thereby sinned. The eating of the forbidden fruit was the offense of one that Paul makes mention of in our text. In consequence of which many are dead. Adam's sin was the greatest ingratitude to divine bounty. It was the boldest rebellion against the divine sovereignty. The royalty of God was despised. The riches of His goodness were slighted. And God's most desperate enemy was preferred before God. As if the serpent was a wiser counselor than God Himself was. So this was a grave sin that this man had thereby committed. <clears throat> and so, how is it that man, you know, who, who was created in the likeness of God, has turned into the degenerate being that he has thereby become? Can we look for pure water from such a fountain? The Bible said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. There is no pure water there to be found. All the faculties of the soul are corrupted by sin. Now stay with me here. The understanding became dark. The will became perverse. The affections became carnal. And the conscience, my friend, became full of sin, amen, shame rather. Man is a hard-hearted son 
who eats, who eats sin like bread and simply refuses to let go of it. This depravity, may I say, is universal. 1 John 5, verse 19. It says, The whole world lieth in wickedness. Isaiah 64, 6. It says, We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. There is no good in man apart from the Lord. Amen. We see the bitter fruit of the natural man in robbery and adultery and drunkenness, extortion, and every evil work that is going on in planet and on planet Earth at this time. For all such sins, the Bible says that the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. And so there's God's wrath coming down because of man's disobedience. The wrath of God, my friend, is something not to be taken lightly. Amen. Oh, my. They are under the sentence of the broken law. The curse of eternal, ju eternal justice that God himself issues out. By the offense of one, judgment came upon all men under condemnation. Yet the Bible says he that believeth not <coughs> is condemned already. The wrath of God abides on the, on the lost. It abides on them at this very second. If you're sitting here lost this morning, I want you to understand that the a wrath of God abides on you. It is setting on you. It is laying on you. It is on you. And you can't get away from that. Oh my. Isaiah 3 and verse 11 says, Woe unto the wicked. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him. He said, for the reward of his hand shall be given him. Oh my, and that will be, that will be eternal damnation in hell. But who can describe the misery of fallen man? What tongue can really adequately describe the sad state that the lost person is in? Trouble and sorrow press him toward the grave. It is pushing him toward the grave at all times. The earth is emptying its inhabitants into the bottomless pit every single day. Because, my friend, people are dying without God, without Christ, and without their Savior. Oh my, this is simply the result of one thing, the disobedience about them. War and blood filled the earth with dismay. And as Jody mentioned Sunday school this morning, we are certainly seeing that in our day and hour. The cries of despairing groans, they fill the earth wheresoever you turn. Oh, God of mercy, is your ear heavy that you cannot hear? Is your arm shortened that you cannot save? Oh, the miserable state of man. But behold the fallen creature, if you will. Disease pursues him. It's been after man since the very beginning. And this disease is pursuing us in every direction we can think of. Slowly but surely the death worm is to him. 
slowly but surely, are you hearing me? I am dying as I speak. And you are dying as you sit there. And you will go out and face your Creator, whether you be saved or lost. And if you be lost, it will be the eternality of hell. Be careful, my friend. Be careful of what you do with God. Oh, my. We see, my friend, that the hand of God is there upon him. Oh, my. We find that man would depart. I mean, terrors gather around him. He looks back, and the storms of Sinai, they pursue him. He looks forward, and hell is moved to meet him. He looks above. And the heavens are on fire. And the world, my friend, is burning. He listens and he hears, depart into everlasting fire. Oh, what terrible word for a sinner to hear. So our text says, wherefore thou one man sinned into the world. And death by sin, so death passed from all men, for that all have sinned. Man is spiritually dead apart from God. Spiritually dead apart from God. And may I say he is legally dead. Legally dead. Dead by the mortal power of sin and dead by the sentence of God's inspired law. The law says thou shalt not and man is determined to do it. And you know, Jesus said, you break one point of the law, then you have broken the entire law. All the guilt that is laying upon the lost soul. All the guilt that's piled up as high as the heavens. Oh, God help us. What is the, what, where is the help? Thank God there is mercy. Hallelujah. Amid all the wrath. Hallelujah. And amidst all the ruin, there comes that still, small voice, the Holy Spirit, that speaks to you and I. Oh, my blessing. He says much more by the grace of God and by the gift of God, which is by one man, Christ Jesus, hath abounded unto many. I praise God that despite of the awfulness of ourselves, despite of the awfulness of our sins, Despite of that lost state that we were in, we are guilty by our own actions and we are legally damned because we have thereby broken the law. But then we see man's gracious recovery. Thank God there is recovery for the lost. Amen. Ezekiel 18 and verse 4 says, The soul that sinned, it says it shall surely die. It shall surely die. Though man is doomed for hell, yet mercy, thank God, came and stood between the sinner and between our holy God. That's what mercy did for you and me. Mercy stood between you and the Savior and hell, my friend. Thank God He did that. Though man is doomed for hell, yet mercy came and did that. Mercy said, I see your awful filth. I see a sad state that you're in. But I cannot help you. 
but then one cries, Why can you not help me? Mercy says, Because justice is standing between the sinner and God. Justice is standing there. That justice must be met. And in other words, that law must be appeased. And you and I cannot appease the law. For we've already broken the law. And we could not appease it if we did our very level best. But then at this moment, are you hearing me? Justice appeared. One asked, what can my wife can mercy not help the sinner? He replied, the law is broken, and it must thereby be honored. Then appeared, hallelujah, that one notable being, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who hung between heaven and earth for your sins and for mine. It was He who fulfilled the law. It was He, thank God, that made it possible that you and I can be saved. Hey, amen to God. It was He who had no sin in Him. It was He who fulfilled every letter of the law. Thank, thank God for that. He said, Justice, what are your demands? And old Justice says, My demands are hard. I must have death, he said, for life. I must have death for life. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Oh my, Jesus says, Justice, I accept your terms. Let the guilt of humanity, he says, fall upon me. Let the guilt of humanity fall upon me. Don't you ever forget that every day of your life. Amen. That your guilt fell upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can shout today if you're saved because of what He did for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. How? By the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Amen. I think myself happy, thank God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Hallelujah for the great marvelous thing that Jesus has done for you and I. Lord, one day justice and mercy stood on a hill called Calvary. Justice said, where's the Son of God? Mercy answered at the foot of the hill bearing his cross. And oh, he said, look at his bloody back. Look at his bloody torn back and the shreds that it's in. Jesus ascended the hill like a lamb, prepared, thank God, prepared for a sacrifice. Justice presented the dreadful bond, saying, this is the day on which this article must be canceled. The Redeemer took it that day. What did He do with it? Hallelujah! Plusky tore up, you know, some papers up that one time. Well, thank God Jesus took them he tore it, they tore it, tore it to pieces and threw it away. No. He nailed it to his cross. Crying, it is finished. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank God he finished salvation that day when he hung down the cross. There was nothing else to be done. Some preachers may disagree with me, but I preached last year at homecoming. And I dealt on those three hours of darkness upon the cross. 
And I'll be darn thoroughly convinced in my heart that, that, that during those three hours, it was there that Jesus went and defeated the devil and the demons of hell. And our salvation is to be, I mean, it is completed. It's finished, thank God. There's nothing else to be done. God's wrath fell upon the Son of God and consumed His humanity. But when it touched His deity, it expired. When it touched His deity, it expired. So now, don't we feel bad about ourselves sometimes? Don't we sin and then lay before God and cry, says, Oh God, forgive me. But I want you to remember that, my friend, that any condemnation that was against you, it was expired. <laughs> and never be brought up again. Never again. Why? Because my Redeemer, the one who took my place, He fulfilled that law. And there's not a thing that law can do to me. me. It can't condemn me. It can't send me to hell. I'm free as a bird, thank God. Not free to do what I want, but I am free. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. You see, so grace has abounded. And the free gift has come upon all. And the gospel is gone forth, proclaiming redemption to every man. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank God for His darling grace today. By grace you are loved. By grace you are redeemed. And by grace you are justified. Amen. Never forget that all today. And may I say, because of abounding grace, believers are dead unto sin. I didn't say that you're dead from sin. You are dead unto sin and alive unto God. Our sins were slain at His cross. And may I say they was buried in His tomb. The death and the burial of Jesus and His darling resurrection took care of all of it. Thank His wonderful name. You know, justice, what has justice done now? Justice laid down His sword at the foot of the cross. And peace is stored between heaven and earth. And now you and I can have fellowship with God. Though we were such vile, vile creatures, justice lays bare at the foot of the cross. There's nothing that it can, that law can do against me, I say once again. And believers need to get that. I, I, I am so discouraged in so many churches I go to and people don't understand the eternal security of their soul. I thank God I've seen it. I know it. Amen. I'm glad I have peace with God. Amen. I'm going to say this and I'll be out of the way. Santa, if there's one here lost today, you need to, you need to cast your sins at Redeemer's feet. There's not one thing you can do for yourself. It's not living a better life. It's not going to church more faithful. It's not quitting this habit or that habit. Because you can quit a habit and still die and go to hell. 
Yeah, you can quit a habit, still die and go to hell. There's a lot of harlots that got out of that sin. Are you hearing me? There's a lot of drug, drug addicts that finally got the victory over it, but yet they're still lost. They're still lost. i tell you one thing. I'm convinced they can get over it a whole lot easier by the grace of God. Amen. Oh, yeah, they can get over hard easy. He said to him, He that cometh unto me. Jesus says, I will, and no wise cast out. So let me say to Christians this morning, what you and I will be doing lifting up our heads and rejoicing. We ought to be lifting up our heads and rejoicing. There is no debt unpaid. There's nothing I've got to do for my salvation. Jesus Christ paid it all. He paid it all. There is no devil unconquered. Hello? And there is no enemy within your heart that has not received a mortal wound. Thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. If the Spirit of God is dealing with you and you're lost, why don't you bring your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning? He's the only one that can take you to take care of them. He's the only one. If a believer had been living in a little bit of defeat this past week because you see yourself survive, because you sinned against your Lord, and we do, by the way, then remember the debt's been paid. The debt's been paid. Repentance is all that's required. You may have already done that. And if you have done that, get out of that get out of that gloom that you're in and look up toward heaven and thank him for what he's done for you.